once again back once again back once again back once again back once again with a Wisdom starts with a decision. We must first choose to receive it. And then it becomes our constant companion, guiding us on the journey God has called us to. I'm Scott. This is the Wisdom in All Things podcast. On today's episode, why does church feel like God is wasting my time? I'm a grown man, Tyler Edwards says. There's only one person responsible for me not eating and not growing. It's not a family member. It's not the church. It's me. The role of a church is not to tell us what we want to hear or to offer all the programs that we like. The role of the church is to make disciples of Jesus. So really, who's failing who? I think buffets have wrecked us. But we asked for it. Give us more to choose from. Enter in the buffet. Who doesn't want sushi with their spaghetti? Mm. The trouble comes when we begin to view other parts of our lives through these same buffet-colored glasses. When applied to church, it can leave us wanting and wandering. But is it the church's fault? Sitting back and expecting it to satisfy us will usually result in one or both of the following. You'll never end up being satisfied, and or you'll get something that has no business calling itself a church. It's an ongoing battle that reveals the disparate positions of those who seek to get the most out of something instead of putting the most into it. If you go to wisdominallthings.com, I've got an article there called The Right Life Manifesto that you want to check out that talks a little bit about that. But do you feel like church is letting you down? Or could it be argued that you are letting down the church? You see, just as we have expectations of church, the church, and biblically so, has its expectations of us as well. When you get both sides of the story, who is failing who? It's a question I I will admit I wrestle with most Sundays. So maybe consider this your new church plan. Church is strategically designed for a spiritual exchange like no other. It's crucial and therefore essential. Oh, and God requires it. How dare we waste this opportunity, really? I've broken down the plan into three categories that helps uh, take a well-rounded assessment of our relationship with church. First, cleave. Consider and connect. If it's not supposed to meet our every need, what should it provide? John MacArthur says, You must seek God's will and be led by the Holy Spirit in selecting a church. Also, you need to evaluate how you and your family can contribute to that ministry so it is not just another church, but truly a church home. A church is a gathering of those who have been called by God to salvation, to redemption, to adoption, to conversion, to justification, and ultimately to glorification. And it starts with the right foundation. MacArthur continues, he says, Whether you're searching for a home to live in or a church to worship in, its foundation is crucial. There needs to be a proper view of scripture, an emphasis on Bible teaching and preaching, doctrinal soundness, and doctrinal practice. He encourages us that we examine the structure, see how it functions, and check the environment. But how do you know if it's the real thing? MacArthur says, I suppose it could be summed up by the psalmist in Psalm 119.161, who says, My heart stands in awe of your word. The purest demonstration of a true church is that it is an assembly of people who are in awe of the word of God. In his article, Why Join a Church?, David Mathis provides six reasons to put down roots. First, for our own assurance. Second, the good of others, our own good, the good of our leaders, the good of unbelievers, and lastly, as our own perseverance in the faith. So cleave, consider and connect the first category. Next, weave, commit and submit. From Bethlehem Baptist Church, a part of their membership, it says this, that membership in a local church involves commitment to worship the Lord corporately, 
edifying brothers and sisters through mutual exhortation and service, cooperating in mission, and holding each other accountable to walk in a manner pleasing to the Lord as a witness to the truth of Christ in the world. It isn't a church without you, and you cannot be without the church. A review by Gavin Ortland of Kelly Bean's book, How to Be a Christian Without Going to Church, the unofficial guide to alternate forms of Christian community, reveals what more and more people are feeling or are building up an argument around is the possibility of no church. Kelly says, The great news is that it is possible to be a Christian and not go to church, but by being the church, remain true to the call of Christ. However, Bean cites a quote from a pastor in her area of Portland that unwittingly undermines her argument and provides a perfect response to those thinking of going it alone. That quote, To say I don't need to be part of a local church because I am the church is like a football player standing alone on the field saying, I am the team. It's silly. Just as playing football requires being on a team, so being the church presupposes association with a particular group of believers. Mission is an outgrowth of, not an alternative to, our church identity. And lastly, a part of weave, commit, and submit, the second category, you're an adult. Feed yourself. Along with practicing spiritual disciplines on our own, a well-balanced spiritual diet often includes embracing diversity and staying with the church family even when it doesn't spoon-feed you or meet all your expectations. Sometimes the best thing for us is to get offended, called out, and told no. There's not much left in our culture that reminds us that life isn't about us. Tyler Edwards So let me ask you, what are you doing with what is provided by your church? Are you going to Sunday school? Should you instead be leading it? Last category is leave. So we had cleave, weave, and then leave. Decide and depart. How do you know when it's time to leave a church? John Piper provides general guidelines we can weigh when considering whether or not we should leave our local church. First, however, we need to know what the church is in order to determine whether or not it's not being the church or if it's defective to the degree that we should leave and find another one. His criteria for a church being a church is this. The elders and pastors are ministering the Word of God fully and faithfully. They minister the Lord's Supper and baptism. They exercise church discipline, and they love one another, the community and the lost. However, he quickly admits the decision never quite presents itself as that black and white. So he advises this. When the weaknesses or the errors or the sins of the preacher or the preaching reach a combined extent that when you consult mature Christians, they think your faith and obedience would be damaged if you stay, and your usefulness there doesn't outweigh the pitfalls, you're free to go. Okay, but if you must go, leaving a local congregation should be one of the most difficult decisions we face. It should be filled with the recollection of our love for the saints, their love for us, our service together in the name of our Lord, and our sorrows and joys in the faith. A church is family, and we ought never feel it easy to leave family, even an unhealthy family. There's a pastor at uh, Anacostia River Church in southeast Washington, D.C., and he offers five things to do if you decide that leaving is necessary. First, sharing your thinking reasons with the leaders— Secondly, you want to resolve any outstanding conflicts. Third, express your appreciation for the church's ministry in your life. Fourth, say goodbye to family and friends. And then lastly, be honest with yourself about your own efforts, motives, and failings. While Jason Helopoulos gives two good handfuls of reasons for legitimately leaving your church in his article, Good Reasons for Moving On, he also calls out the ways we try to justify a move 
with reasoning he describes as inefficient. Here's what that looks like. Things like children's ministry. You know, the children's ministry at another church is better. The buzz. Many people will flow to whatever church in town has the current, you know, buzz. The youth group. The church has changed. Churches always change. Unless the uh, changes are unbiblical, then we don't have really have a reason to move on. A new pastor. I'm not being ministered to. And then, of course, there's the music, which is not a reason. Whether it is slow or fast or traditional or contemporary, psalms, hymns, gospel choruses. Just stop using it as an excuse. God never wastes a moment, ever. That is why we must not only take every moment captive, but take seriously his command to love and serve his church. It starts with a proper understanding of what being a part of a really good church looks like, but necessarily follows with our commitment to it, fulfilling our role and responsibility. But if the time has come for us to leave our local church, it too can be, must be, done with humility and wisdom. There are quite a few more episodes at the website, Just stop by wisdominallthings.com for the rest of them and sign up for the email version if you'd like that, wisdominallthings.com.